0: Right to Life of Michigan's life beat. I'm your host today, Chris Gast. Joining us today, as almost always, is Grace Hemickey and the very microphone-challenged Anna Visser. <laughs> Ladies, welcome.
1: Good morning. Hello.
0: Doing a karaoke-style. Oh, yeah. Mic. Yeah, so if anyone would like to donate to a new microphone stand <laughs> to Rights Life of Michigan, then go to RTL.org, click on Donate, and your
1: gift will be matched until the end of the year. <laughs>
0: See, how's that for nice, a plug?
1: Nice little plug.
0: Uh, today we're gonna talk about three stories, as usual. We're gonna talk at the uh, end about eating people, just bear with us. <laughs> uh, we're also gonna talk about, give an update on Proposal 3, and a article by the Citizens Research Council kind of explaining, yes, what's gonna happen is what we said is going to happen, but first, Uh, let's talk about a not so funny topic. So, uh, there have been a rash of attacks on pregnancy centers from petty vandalism to a firebombing, uh, and stuff in between, but, uh, we had an attack, uh, last week, or it was reported last week on a pregnancy center in, uh, the Detroit area, uh, but it crossed a new line, um, it uh, they attacked a board member's house and not just the pregnancy center so how do you feel about uh, Jane's revenge showing up at your house and shattering your front door window and spray-painting it and all those wonderful things
1: do they have their board members listed on their website
0: I don't know. So uh, the Pregnancy Center is Pregnancy Aid in East Point, and Pregnancy Aid, I think, is the oldest pregnancy center in Michigan. It's been around, I think, since 1974. Um, So You've been there, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of the centers that we give grants to because we don't have an affiliate in the city of Detroit, and usually local pregnancy centers have some sort of relationship or supported by their local right to life affiliate. Uh, it's it's a nice. It's not a big pregnancy center. It's it's kind of little, but uh, it's very nice. They have up to date ultrasound rooms. They have a nice little kids play area. They recently moved buildings. They do great work. All they do is serve women, women and men in need. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if they list their board members.
1: They house up there. they, well not house but like some of them list their names off on the website
0: well if you are a smart individual then you would know that michigan corporations often have they have to list their board members and some of that can be accessed i won't say where <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh you know for example my personal address is listed on there because i'm a resident uh, uh, a resident Agent, or excuse me, a registered agent for a nonprofit in Michigan, not right to life in Michigan. Um, so there's ways of finding out that information, even if they don't list it directly on their website.
1: Gotcha. Or maybe the
0: person is a you know who knows? Maybe they work for government, or maybe it was an inside maybe was an inside job, a disgruntled family member. That's quite a speculation, member, you know. <laughs>
1: um, that pregnancy resource center is interesting because it is right across, it's neighbors to an abortion facility. So um, it's very interesting when you you visit there and it's kind of weird just like, I don't know, being so close to it, I feel like it'd be weird. It would be interesting to work there or to volunteer there.
0: Well, I mean, that's it, that's your ideal location as a pregnancy center is right next to the abortion facility. Um, mm-hmm. I know in town here, there's a pregnancy center right next to the Planned Parenthood, and uh, there's no pregnancy center next to the Grand Rapids abortion facility, but there is a pro life organization that bought the house next door for the convenience oh. of sidewalk counseling. I you didn't can't know that. Kick this off our own property.
1: What? Which house?
0: The one on the left.
1: Okay. Oh, that's
0: pretty cool. Which, you know, uh, you know, these attacks are not something new. I mean, take, for example, in you know town here in Grand Rapids, um, there were creepy Antifa people coming up for counter-protests, and there have been some kind of shady incidents. So, um, you know, the, the sidewalk counselors in town here, they have security presence. They have a security guard who hangs up. Nice security guards, by the way, who bought me donuts when I was there for 40 days for life. So oh. uh, protection and tasty treats. What more can that you say? That is see? nice. Uh, so yeah, kind of nice, ha ha funny, but uh, imagine being the board member. They found your house, they attacked it, and Jane's revenge message is, if abortion isn't safe, then you.
1: Well, and just the fact that it's so close to Christmas, supposed to be a joyful peaceful time with your family take a little vacation they're probably going to be freaked out and scared from this especially at your own house so I can't imagine how that would feel especially right now
0: Or angry, You know, I would just tell people that, uh, you know, vandalizing people's houses uh, in an era of ring doorbells uh, is not intelligent. A, you might get caught, and B, if the person is agitated and happens to have a firearm and it's at night and is right near the front door and you're smashing the front door, let's just say things might not end well for you. And that that would not be an intelligent way to go about your... uh, your business supporting abortion by attacking, you know.
1: I feel like you could argue that they probably weren't that worried because no one's gotten caught or in trouble for this. So they probably thought, well, they're not going to investigate this one or do anything about it because it's been the 120th or something. I don't even know how many, 160th
0: sure. attack.
1: I mean, and why would they start now?
0: Yeah, I mean, if they firebombed that cl- clinic in Buffalo, you know, eh. What's a few Molotov cocktails between friends? Um, that's the really maddening thing is, you know, why is this not being talked about broad, more broadly? Why isn't more attention being paid on it well? Let's just be frankly honest. Gretchen Whitmer and Attorney General Dana Nessel are probably happy it's happening. Probably think it's funny. Um, if, if that's not the case, I'd love to hear an actual word from them, you know, don't um, hold
1: your breath.
0: Don't Hold my breath. Uh, I don't think a lot of the FBI clearly, as we see the Twitter files come out, I question whether you know the FBI is not just a you know political wing of the Democratic Party, and are they really s- sad that pro life is getting attacked? You know, I don't know. Uh, the media, media doesn't like us. Never really honest loves pointing out and attacking pregnancy centers themselves doing exposés and stuff are they really sad that uh, you know these places are being vandalized again if so if there's someone out there who let us know if you support abortion like and it kind of frustrates you that uh what you could arguably call terrorism is happening like yeah please let us know and i won't just go around saying well abortion supporters like terrorism because i have not heard a single example yet Okay, President Biden did, after one of those attacks, say this is bad. <laughs> but he's been the only one, and others like Senator Elizabeth Warren has been basically egging it on. So, True. you know, you you don't want to be called pro terrorism, then you know maybe you want to denounce
1: well in the interview with one of the I think maybe she's the director or something of the pregnancy resource center. They call it a hate crime. And on that mentality, if there was any other hate crime that happened, you would know about it and hear about it for days, maybe riots. Who knows? Right?
0: Yeah. Because people don't like that. But when half the country likes stochastic terrorism or whatever they're calling it these days uh vandalism fire bombings attacking people's homes so i i think we can just finish up with reiterating that uh, before it's been always first of all they always attack the pregnancy centers like the most harmless part of the pro-life movement that's the one that they attack
1: the centers that aren't even trying to convince people to be pro-life they're like you can be you can go get an abortion next door and we won't like try to convince you to be pro-life, but if you need help, come back. Like they're not even trying to convince you to be.
0: Well, they are trying to convince women to keep their babies, right? But they're not like they're not changing laws. Their goal, their goal
1: isn't to like. Their goal obviously is to save babies, but they're they're not going to judge anyone if they they said that in the interview. The director, I don't know who she is for the PRC, she was like, I'm not even being political or trying to change people's people's minds about their beliefs. If someone doesn't want to get an abortion, I'm going to help them.
0: Well, that's what the other side says they want the pro-life movement to do, Anna. Wow, but they don't <laughs> accept that. Such a that's such How a weird. surprise to me. It's almost as if they aren't being honest and upfront about what they actually believe. Imagine that. <laughs> Um, But uh, they did cross the line and attacking people's homes, Um, so I'll just say if it keeps escalating, you know, the stuff that never ends well. We'll just leave it there. Um, Moving right along, so uh, last week the Citizens Research Council of Michigan did a blog post talking about Proposal 3 and what should happen, and... um, the blog post was basically saying the leg- you know proposal three is a confusing mess, mm-hmm. and that the legislature needs to step in and clarify all these things, um, which was funny because as they were saying in all these different sections, and we'll go through them, you know by section, but uh, they kept saying this and then. Um they basically just said, oh, but it, you know, anything could be challenged in law and courts and thrown out anyway because it's, so, it's such a vague mess. So it's like, what's the purpose of the legislature clarifying it if everything's just gonna get challenged and thrown out in court. But nevertheless, let's go through section by section real quick, I think, and and um, see if, uh, you know, what we said is true or what the other side said. So parental consent, Uh, What did we say? Said uh, proposal three is gonna get rid of parental consent. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What did the other side say? Uh, The only law that was gonna be affected was the 1931 law. Right. The only law. Right. Definitively, no question, no, no argument. Well, what does the Citizens Research Council say? Well, they say, yeah, the term individual may include minor and the courts are gonna decide it's interesting they say, well, it doesn't look like there's public appetite for changing it. But the Constitution now says basically pronoun consent can go away. So
1: They did say that they don't see, um, they didn't admit that uh, like the hormone therapy aspect of it was going to be affected.
0: This was a very unconvincing argument yeah. from them. Um, But yeah, basically they're saying that, well, they could challenge parental consent in court and hopefully, well, it doesn't say hopefully, but basically the courts may not go with it because they're afraid the public doesn't support it. So again, the Constitution says parental consent law shouldn't exist, and we're just crossing our fingers and hoping there's enough of an outrage that courts won't touch it yet. So who who was right on that? Was that us or the uh, Proposal 3 folks?
2: Who's us. us? Okay,
0: okay. Um what else we got here? Scope of services. Uh so for example, um that's where you talked about um
1: partial birth gender abortion. related stuff
0: and other stuff. Uh yeah. Anything goes. Physical and mental health conditions. Um well, can uh, we restrict abortion for any reason? We said no. The other side said, only the 1931 law is affected. Well, the Citizens Research Council says, well, you know, physical and mental health is pretty broad. And every Michigan law, like partial birth abortion bans or late-term abortion bans aren't going to you know, be enforceable. And they're going to get end up in court. So who was who right about that? Us again. Are you sure?
2: Yeah, pretty sure. I was
0: told that we were engaging in disinformation, <laughs> Grace. Are you telling me this independent CRC is also in on it? Did we pay
2: them? No, you're right. We, sh- we should trust the people who are killing children. We should do that. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> State
0: funding. We said Proposal 3 is probably going to get rid of our Medi- our ban on Medicaid-funded abortions. The other side said, no, no, only the 1931 law will be affected. Uh, what does the Citizens Research Council say? Well, it uh, could be argued that these statutes conflict with the language of the Reproductive Freedom Amendment, particularly the non discrimination clause. Yeah, that's mm. what we said, right? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, so, who who's, uh, who's right about that one?
1: But they were, once they again, sa- okay. <laughs> they were China. saying
2: that 24 hours after the election, though. Not even. I
1: know. Literally not well, that's, even. that's the
0: funny <laughs> thing. Like, but, as we've said, and we're going to keep reminding people, the second that they won, that they could no longer have to lie to persuade a the voter, they all came out like, this is a dream. We're going to get to do everything we want to do.
1: You know, they can. we could say all that we want to say, and they can even admit to it in the article, right? Mm-hmm. But until something really bad happens because I think it's gonna have to be really bad people aren't going to see that it was a bad thing like they can say oh you know we might get rid of our partial birth abortion ban or parental consent we might we probably will do that might probably um but people aren't gonna care they're not I mean Something
0: bad, like, for example, health and safety laws that we said are all going to go away because uh, the proposal three says no law can infringe on an individual's autonomous decision making, which is what every single health and safety law and regulation does. <laughs> and the other side said, oh, that's, no, it's preposterous. Dirty abortion facilities. Women won't stand for that, even though they did in Michigan for 45 years, Um, or so. So what does the CRC say? Well, you know, this is a really different standard, and um, you know, they can't really challenge anyone, and no abortion provider can be subject to a criminal penalty, you know? So um, it's, uh, you know, kind of, they don't want to basically just come out and say, yeah, you can perform Surgery with rusty equipment and totally get away with it. Pretty much. Pretty much. Something terrible like that.
1: I mean, even even then, like, we had that Kalamazoo clinic that was in business for how long?
0: The Planned Parenthood of Kalamazoo has been there a very long time. We you talk about the Cree Irwin case?
1: No. It was in Kalamazoo, right? The one that got shut down.
0: Um, well, a couple of been shut down. You're thinking the Muskegon one. Oh.
1: Um. Yeah,
0: that's the one where the the, the abortion, f- you know, the facility owner was a <clears throat> hoarder, and there was uh, water leaks. But like, how long stains, was that going on? In decades, years.
1: So even if he- like more of those clinics popped up because of Proposal Three, would we know about it? Would women care?
0: Well, we, we know about it. We, you know, we did a report when we were changing the law. We get a lot of evidence because people do tell us about these things. But, you know, frankly, for as horrible as those conditions were in the Muskegon abortion facility, the fact that we only get a few trickles of information about it, you know, the, the poor and minority women that these clinics are primarily preying on for profit, as you said last week, um, they don't talk about these things. And as we see with, you know, we've seen with the Detroit Pregnancy Centers, like, in some of those areas, people just expect terrible service and to be treated like garbage. And they, that's why they like, there's one pregnancy center in Detroit that has two locations. And they say clients will often not go to the one in the city. They'll go to the one that's slightly in the suburbs because they think they'll get treated better in the suburbs. Because they just come to expect to be treated like Human trash in their own city, and so the fact that you know for for decades women will put up with that. Think about Kermit Gosnell's clinic, like mm-hmm. that's cat, what I, that's what I'm saying. Like all over the floor, and nobody said anything.
1: Well, that's Some what I, said that's stuff, what I'm saying. But, like even the health department just like let that one slide. So I'm like, it, it might have to be really really bad.
0: It, 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 yeah. It, before, you know, p- we people will have to understand how bad it is.
2: Un- you know... Go ahead.
1: I feel like it's going to have to do s- something with the parental consent.
2: You mean kids are going to have to die because of or poor Or parents abortions.
1: are going to have to get mad.
0: Probably. I mean, and I, I was just going to add that it does not help that the media will not... has zero interest in pursuing this because they generally ideologically support abortion. And so... They do not want to. They do not care how many women are maimed or or harmed, because for them the higher cause is more important than
1: right. And it's it's probably hard for them to like see a story where something bad happened and they're they don't know how to report on it and not be biased. So they just don't report on it.
0: Yeah. Well. Speaking of media reporting and what they like to talk about, let's talk about eating people. So, uh, (laughs) this is kind of, bear with us for a second as we talk about, you know, why this is an important story. So, uh, Sunday, Wired, it's, you know, December is a slow news month. We (laughs) got to put out the clickbait. Really got to get the clickbait going. And so Wired Magazine, uh, linked to a story that they did back in 2017, Uh, basically, I'll I'll read their uh, their tweet verbatim. Would you eat a burger made from synthesized human flesh? In the not-so-distant future, there will be no obvious technical hurdle to growing human meat for consumption. Yay, cannibalism. So, I mean, we could talk about this. Grace, right, from a standpoint of losing all respect for the sacredness or uniqueness or the value of human life. But uh, there's an interesting little connection with abortion here. So um, lab-grown meat is a thing. Is it? Can you actually purchase it? McDonald's. Commercially? McDonald's? Okay, that's, okay, that's not, they don't know.
1: You, that's, those you, are kangaroos,
0: um, come on.
1: What, are, what is those burgers called? Like the, they're like the vegan burgers that you can get at a restaurant. That what isn't lab-grown
0: meat. Like the yes. Forever and Beyonce? stuff?
1: I thought it was.
0: No, that's like, let's see, that's like soy and a, a million other, it's basically like soy burgers on steroids.
2: Oh, I don't know of a restaurant where you could get lab-grown meat. Yeah,
0: I don't know if it's quite commercially available, but it's a thing, and they're trying to make it a big thing that uh, people will be eating. And it's sold to people as more ethical and better for the environment and whatnot. However, (laughs) uh, and this might change, you know, technology being what it is, but under current technology, the only way that you could produce lab-grown meat or beef – Is through they have to grow it using fetal bovine serum well one guess how you get the blood of a cow fetus Uh, basically a cow abortion or you're slaughtering a pregnant cow and you uh, basically are sucking the blood out of their fetuses and that's how you get fetal bovine serum, and the lab-grown meat needs fetal bovine serum to grow properly.
1: So, so they can't deliver the baby cow, the calf, and then draw its blood.
0: Oh, you need a lot of the blood to make it economical. Oh, you need Anna. like it's, you need like not the whole like, cow. It's okay. not like
1: a, Never mind. It's not
0: like a little. Uh, you know, they sit in a nice padded chair and give mm-hmm. a blood donation, and then they give them a cookie. Um, and it has to be, it has to be in the fetal stage. So, yeah. Got it. A lot of people object to it because like, hey, you're selling this as lab grown meat is ethical and we're not killing animals, but you got to kill all these baby cows to make this lab grown. But meat. they're not
1: babies yet. They're f- well, but they, they call
0: them baby cows because it's not human beings and it's animals, you know. Then they can be more like, oh, it's so mean and we're causing them pain. And
1: But they're not born yet. They're not alive.
0: <laughs> but this is an animal, Anna. We, 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 we judge them with a much better standard for the value right. of their lives right. than our fellow human beings. So all this to say, so if you wanted lab-grown human meat so you can play the role of a cannibal like uh raza aslan from cnn did um to grow the human meat you're gonna have to use human fetal serum and how are you going to get the blood of human fetuses one guess so it's kind of um you know we bring this up because there's all sorts of creepy uh biotech stuff going on that involves this sort of thing that you need to be aware about um and this issue is kind of interesting because you know a couple years ago it was revealed that some very popular companies like pepsico and Kraft and whatnot were utilizing a company in the development of flavor additives and this company was testing these additives on tissue from aborted babies basically uh a human fetal cell line um, from a aborted baby's kidney, and somehow they were using that cell line to generate taste receptors and testing these products. So.
1: It's so random.
0: Yeah. Instead of like, hey, you could use real human taste testers. Uh, but I no. would gladly what do, do just, that. Would you?
1: Taste test for them?
0: I will taste this random chemical you're going to add to my food. Depends on
1: how much I got paid. <laughs>
0: Do you moonlight You're one of those people that goes and does medical testing? like No.
1: <laughs> no. You want to
0: what? You want to take out both of my kidneys? Sure. What could go wrong? <laughs> um, so a lot of people back then got confused, like, you know, playing a game of telephone. They didn't understand. They thought that they were grinding up aborted babies and putting them in the food like people didn't understand that's what they were taught when they're talking about no they're testing these you know synthetic food additives on aborted baby tissue it's also weird but in this case if they were to do that then technically yeah you would be eating aborted babies Um, i don't know do you think that would ever happen People are creepy um, as, as we were... Not,
1: like, maybe, but not. it wouldn't be mainstream. I don't think I don't people could, could get over, even if it was lab-made, like, that you're eating human flesh.
0: I don't know, but as we talked about yesterday, like, should we talk about this story? You're like, oh, people love cannibalism. Okay,
1: Please. I never said that. <laughs> I never said they love cannibalism. I just said... People these days have a weird fascination because it's, I explained this to you, but I, but I don't know. Can, you, can you explain audience. it better? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's so disgusting
2: and so crazy horrible that it's like a train wreck that you can't look away from. Right. And people are fascinated by it. And then mainstream pop culture decided m- maybe they could romanticize it a little bit. Because they already have
1: people's attention, anyways. They definitely have romanticized cannibalism, as weird as that is to say. Because people are so—they know people are intrigued by it because it's so weird, but also kind of entertaining. I don't know. I don't, I don't have know. an explanation. A pe- a people
0: who's entertained by watching CNN anchors, you know, go zombie and eat people's brains. I mean, it's fear. I think it's, it's, the, shock factor. Factor. Yeah, it's yeah, the shock factor.
1: It's the shock factor. It's so shocking that you can't look away.
0: Yeah. So, but then, is it, are we just gonna sleepwalk into creatures like that? No.
1: Know. I think people would watch it, <laughs> but I don't think they would do it. Well, okay. How even they
0: watch it if someone else is. not
1: Right. It? Someone someone would have to do it, but I don't think the majority of people would would do it. They would watch, but they wouldn't do it.
2: That article even admits that there's a western
1: taboo against cannibalism.
0: And yet they're reporting on it for clicks.
1: I mean, <laughs> western society doesn't even eat like certain animals that we consider as like <laughs> like part of our family or like humans, you know. Like your pets, people consider them as like their family. They won't even they would never consider, but in other countries, they consider that. So I don't think we're gonna get past that.
0: I don't know, you're the one explaining how people have two sets of standards, like don't hurt the cow fetuses, that's bad, I'm gonna feel <laughs> right. pain. You know, kill the human babies, we don't care. Uh, so I don't know, so you can read the Wired article. Um, in it, they don't actually mention that interesting factoid about Fetal bovine serum, or how that they just
1: say swabs, like mouth swabs. Yeah,
0: they don't really go into it because (laughs) they're not very well educated people, and they're just doing it for clickbait. But true. uh, Yesterday's clickbait becomes tomorrow's man-made horror beyond comprehension. So please keep that in mind. On that happy, wonderful note. That's all the time we have for this edition of Life Beat. Join us again next week. Have a wonderful winter weekend.